is this thing on? I can never get enough volume. <laughs> you finally said it. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to say that. <laughs> it's another episode of the Hillbilly Broadcast. We have the smallest population in studio this uh, for this episode that we've ever had which is two last time we had how many did we have five we had your mom oh your dad gosh, we had Mariah, john me and you we had seven people in here gathered around one mic screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> it was fun though it was fun it was really fun it was fun and actually as we're recording this one let's crank this up a little bit as we're recording this one that one hasn't been released yet um, so we're trying to release them every Monday. So the magic of podcasting is you can record stuff and upload it and schedule it to come out later. So it's good. It's not gonna, excuse me. I just about, let's get to some of the comments from episode one. You were a small part of episode one, me and Kane yeah, and John. Like, I was like the last little bit of it. Yeah. I wasn't really in on it. I was actually in the tub whenever this was going on, <laughs> just chilling. And Mariah was coming in and she was like, hey, oh, you're just chillaxing in here. <laughs> I was enjoying myself while she was in here listening to you guys just bellering. I think she was watching The Office. She started off watching The Office. Okay. And then uh, she wanted nothing to do with what we were doing. I think until she saw how much fun we were having. Then we're like, would you like to come over now? And uh, she's like, yeah, whatever. So she came in after the break. So and uh, joined in that's fun. that's one thing i okay so us girls we are very happy being along the sidelines but when we see the guys having fun at least for me mm -hmm. i have more fun like jumping in there with the guys i don't know that's another topic for so another saying, time i think sometimes guys are more fun than girls so you're saying that you're speaking for all women everywhere yes <laughs> yes you're a bold woman. That's exactly why. <laughs> no. I'm not going to say what I was just going to say. It's probably good. Yeah. Because we'd have to uh, call out the delay count and cut her down. <laughs> no, it wasn't going to be anything bad. It was just a memory I don't want to think about. Anyways. We all have those. Yes. Let's get to some of the comments from episode one. Uh, Katie. Used to be Katie Turner, mm -hmm. which is uh, I, I hate to tell you this, Katie. When I just when I, when I'm talking about you and your name comes up to anyone, I know you're married. <clears throat> you have a lovely marriage. It's just like she's always Katie Turner to me. Yes. You know, it's, it's always the Turner girls. It's the Turner girls. Every time we like start talking about our fun mm -hmm. experiences, like we're getting ready to talk they about always, now, they always it's always up. the Turner girls. Katie said, so many great memories at Clinton Camp with you all. And then she tagged Phil, John, and Kanan. I feel like we trained you all well. <laughs> uh, to Julie and, and Katia Turner. Oh, the potty gas stories. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, me, so and, me and John, when we were kids. Okay. Um... I think I coined this term when I was a small child. We weren't allowed to say fart because fart's a nasty word. Oh, really? So, uh, my dad asked me one time, said, do you have to potty or is it gas? And so I put the two words together, therefore coining potty gas. Oh, my. Which was the term for fart from then on. 
<laughs> I guess. That doesn't even sound like something you would say. It's one of those memories. That is I... your, like, church good boy talk. Like, now you're just like, fart, 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 fart. Farty, fart, fart. You're like, smell the farts, mother. <laughs> smell the farts. <laughs> Pretty much familiar with Brad Stein. You know what we mean. Uh... <clears throat> she said, except you boys were bad, we just got away with it. Remember when Julie washed up by the water spigot down by the dining hall? I don't remember that, but that description sounds hilarious. Uh, let's see, we had another one down here. Katia, you guys were bad, but it was never malicious. <laughs> I miss the old camp tramping days. The young folks today will never get their noses out of their phones long enough to know the kind of joy we had. By George, George, did we have fun? Uh, there's no way around that. We had a blast. You, did you read the other comment on that? Ah, uh, there's another comment. Oh, this is from one Melissa Sparks. Good times. That <laughs> camp will never be the same without us there. That's a bit arrogant, don't you think? No, no, it, it will not. Because we actually got some messages from some people saying how much they missed us at that camp later on, like the next, last five years. And they said how it was so much fun and they wished we would come back and stuff like that. So Okay, so let me, you know why I left? Are we going to have this discussion now? I'll give you a hint. I think I'll we should do, wait no, no, until no. your brother's here yes. for that. I'll wait. Was for, it your brother? Yes. Yeah. John, yes. John was in on this. Absolutely. I'll give you a small hint, and we'll leave it at that. Okay. I was threatened. With the law. With court. Yes. And I thought, I'm not threatened with that any other time. Especially when we did nothing wrong. Well, you know, in some people's eyes. But anyway. <laughs> no. No, we did nothing. Anyhow. We did, the, the, but let's continue that story later. Moving on. That's another story for another time. Yes. That's a big story we need to get into. Um, With your mom, I think, needs to be in on this. Oh, boy. This could get really big. No, it really would be bad. good. It would be very good. Really bad. I don't, this could get a little bit bitter. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like there was something else I wanted to hit. Um, so let's talk about you for a little bit. Um... Give me a little bit about your background. What kind of church did you come from? Like, what's did you come from? Well, obviously, I met you at Clinton Camp. Yeah. So Clinton Camp, I think you told them, it's an interesting. Yeah, we covered that in episode one. It's, it's like a tri-state kind of like a holiness camp. Like people from all. Explain what the holiness what a holiness camp is. You have to assume because. I'm sure some of our listeners, in fact, probably the majority of them, know us from places like this. So they're going to be familiar with it. Yeah. Other people have no idea what you're talking about when you so, say holiness camp. Okay. So kind of like church camp where um, you go there and you listen to special speakers and they have special songs and then they have a function for the youth throughout the day. Um, and then they have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you have services five times out of the day. You basically are nonstop going to church the entire time you're yeah. there. Yeah. We covered that in episode one. We made it in Canada. Okay. Okay. So they're a little familiar with that. Yes. A little bit. Um, while we were there, um, you get to know other people from other states that you would not usually get to um, meet up with because they'd have little cabins and everybody mm -hmm. would stay there. They'd have a snack bar. They'd have a dining room, um, dining hall setting. Everybody would just get their food. And it was a really good time of fellowship. Like there, I honestly enjoyed the fellowship. People sometimes come in as far as, uh, coming as far as North Carolina, becoming, mm -hmm. um, some people coming in from out in the Midwest. There were some know. people from Florida too. I actually, my I mom, thought there was. I was my mom, it was. 
my mom said that there were some people she recognized from um, a college down that way. Yeah, uh, no. Sound Bible College. We're going to say the names of things? I didn't know well, if we were saying the names. Well, it wasn't anything bad. Listen, I have, no, I have no desire to make anyone mad or throw anybody under the bus. This is just, we're talking about stuff we grew up with, and so this is part of it. Okay. So, I, my rule of thumb is, if I'm going to tell a story that's not flattering, I'll leave names out of it. Okay. Um, if somebody wants to know the name, shoot me a text, I'll tell you who it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you grew up in the same general circles that I did. Um... Say general circles. It was the same idea. Like your church organization was very similar to my church organization. Mm -hmm. But if we interlapped or we were um, we happened to know somebody, it was usually because of marriage. Like it was only time. We only knew um, the who like Clinton Camp was because of a gentleman whose sister. Um, no, his sister-in-law was a part of that Clinton camp. You want me to cut the name out? Or you want to keep it uh, going? Um, probably should cut it out. Nine or nine? <laughs> what do you want to call it? Uh, the church you were raised in. Just say that. The church I was raised in. Okay. So, what the group that you were with? Which I'm sure at some point. Someone's going to put two and two together. And maybe we will at some point. But anyways, the group you were with was much more exclusive. Yeah. Much more lock it down, boys. Nobody getting in or out of this stuff. I, okay. So with the church that I was raised in, um, there was the idea that they did not want to associate with other holiness groups just because they were worried that it would confuse the youth. And if we're talking about, for someone that might not be familiar, for mm -hmm. when we say holiness church, we're not talking Pentecostal because that was a big no-no in the churches we grew up in. Right. Not Pentecostal. Uh, a holiness church to us meant... Uh, Normally, it was defined by teaching a second word of grace. Mm -hmm. So you got saved, then you got sanctified. Which, like they were two which, works. Yeah, two works. Right. Which then takes the root of sin. This is how it's taught, you know, out to where you don't want to sin anymore. Um, then it's also defined a lot by the looks. You can tell a lot of the people by seeing them. You know, the women always wore long dresses. Uh, the men usually always had sleeves down below their, the men and women, usually always had sleeves down below their elbows. Women didn't cut their hair. Men didn't have beards usually. There's no makeup, no jewelry, not even wedding bands, so on and so forth. So that's what we're talking about when we say holiness church. So go ahead. We're talking about how, you know, they were exclusive. They were. Okay. So. We weren't allowed to really associate with other churches because they were afraid, like, the standards that the church I was a part of would not be the same standards that another church was part of. So we just kind of were too... And our, by standards, yeah. because there's a lot of church lingo that goes into this. Nobody else going... Yeah, <laughs> true. What they mean when they say standards is how you dress, how yes. you live. Yes. Uh, like, we, we weren't, weren't allowed to have TV. Right. No TV, no yeah. movies whatsoever. We weren't even yes. allowed to have videos on our phones. We could not videotape anything with our phones. Right. Um, the most we were allowed to have were pictures 
and we could have audio recordings. That was it. You could never combine the two, which would make video. So we were, <laughs> you had to have them in separate form. So, so yeah. It was a Nat's eyelash above being Amish. Oh. It really was. It was that close. I don't know so much. The theology wasn't the same. No. And nor, nor was the dress. Close. Nor was the dress. But it was that far. But the exclusivity, or whatever you want to call it. among us who were more so than us. That's true. That is true. And, and I'm telling you, there, there was, it, it's close. So anyhow, we're not here to rag on that for this episode. Um, what we're talking about is uh, a little bit of your background, and you were... And MK, a missionary yeah. kid. What was, give me some ins and outs of this. I was a missionary kid as well as a preacher's kid um, for about 18, 19, 19 years of my life. So your dad pastored a church while you were younger, and then you all went mm-hmm. to foreign missions. Right. Okay. Uh, do you remember when you went to a mission field? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And what age were you? I was seven. When my dad started to pastor, I was, I think, like, four, because my brother was born, and then we moved to Arizona. So when your dad was preaching in church, you were four years old? Yes. And um, so from Arizona, you went where? From Arizona, we went to Papua New Guinea. To Papua New Guinea. New Guinea is not one of those places that jumps off the map at you nope why did you decide to go there why did your parents decide to go there? um they were really needing missionaries out that way um and my dad said that he was feeling like he needed to be a missionary god was calling him and um and he felt like new guinea was the spot well they actually got a phone call from somewhere because um, my dad like our family is not at all racist so we just love people of all color. He didn't care what skin color they were. Yes. But he did say, he said, God has called me to the black person, to the black people. And that's what he said? Yes. As long as I felt. That's how he felt. So you and guys wound up to in, this uh, day, to this day, my dad will still say, he said, wind up New Guinea. <laughs> There's the break music. We're going to break. We'll be right back on Hillbilly Broadcasts. from break on Hillbilly Broadcast. Me and Miss at the table today, and we were just talking about uh, what it's like to be a, not so much a pastor's child, but a missionary kid. And you were telling us how you all decided to go to Papua New Guinea when you were how old again? I was seven, I think, is whenever. So seven years old, and yeah. you wind up in Papua New Guinea. So my dad was feeling the call to be a missionary, and my mom was at the same time. Okay. And they didn't tell each other. They were just kind of, like, waiting to see what God was going to do and lead. And my dad got a phone call from um, the missionary... Um, I don't know if it, what they were. It's like a board, like a yes, the mission board, a governing body type of thing. Mm-hmm. He was in charge of the missionary. I think he was like the missionary superintendent. That's what it was. Okay. He was in charge of all the missionaries. And so next thing you and know, you're, you're happy little hindings on a plane to Papua New Guinea. Yeah, basically, we we go from having squirrels in our freezers to 
pigs in the ground for food. <laughs> Not really a whole lot of difference when you think about it. No, and in fact, it was an upgrade. <laughs> Actually, probably was. It was. Squirrel, sure. squirrel and pig. There's, there's no comparison. <laughs> so, you find yourself in New Guinea. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so what was life like there? I mean, let's not, uh, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not really talking about the theology of it, you know. I'm just talking about the, the everyday life of being an American little gal, and you find yourself in New Guinea. What, what, what was it like? Um, it was a lot of rain, like in my childhood brain. Um, there was a lot of mud, a lot of how bumpy much, roads. How much rain? Like every afternoon it would rain. Um, every we, afternoon? Yep, just about. Um, hmm. Like it got to the point, because we were living in, I think it was like a rainforest, if I'm not mistaken. It was very, very like green. So and was there a rainy season, or we're talking every single afternoon? It rain? was just about every single afternoon. It was some of the greenest most uh the darkest dirt you've ever seen like it was a farmer's dreamland um there were gardens everywhere it was like we never ran out of food i left some pretty dark dirt in a commode before moving <laughs> <laughs> so when, when we're talking rain how much rain are we talking i mean we mean I, I we talking like floods or is the, this there just... were times that the, the water would be very high we'd have to be really worried about the flooding and stuff because it would wash out the bridges that we had to go over to mm -hmm. go to town um anytime we had to go like wash your clothes you had to be worried about um if you planted your gardens too close to the river they'd be washed out all the trails there was no <laughs> like you had to worry about that it would also ruin your water too if you were collecting water um it would ruin like the streams and stuff it would it would mess up a Wait, lot of more things. rain would ruin your water yep because oh. you you'd um your wells and stuff would get contaminated because all the water would flood into it and it wouldn't be like able to be purified oh so you're talking like a well water backs up mm -hmm. no yeah it, it would okay, be, so just like a, it would just get dirty and stuff like, and it was not sewer clean back up getting in your drinking no. water no well i mean it's, when you think about it's it off it's backing up in your drinking water your drinking water is not pure anymore because if you poop upstream right. it goes downstream to where we're living you know, that's so. always been my experience. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, so you had to be worried about a lot of things. I've heard uh -huh. that there are sections of New Guinea that are more, uh, more westernized. Yeah. And I've heard that there are sections that are not. Absolutely. What, what kind of an area? Where were you guys? So we were in a few different places. Um, the, where we started out was a place called Lombo, um, and that was at a mission field that someone else had already been in, but they were retired and now in the States again. But they had a little house there, um, and it was in a village, and we had like gardens and stuff. It was five and a half hours to town. Um, it was an hour and a half away from any other white people because uh, we were the only white people for the longest time. Mm -hmm. um, then we did have some other, another missionary family, the McCaslins that um, lived in the um, house down below is what we called it because we were the ha um, Sister Hook's house is who used to live there. Okay. She was a little old lady. She would live there for years Did you guys have like a compound? No. So we basically had... 
you know how you picture like your neighbors you something had houses like David Koresh or something? no you're no. saying it wasn't like that where everything is all blocked off and everything Jim Jones nothing no like I mean we did have fences and stuff that we... so you did was it kind of a compound no it was no. like we had fences and stuff where you could like but we had dogs too that would protect us from being robbed which did happen okay um, so, so we had a German Shepherd. His name was Wiley Cody. He was red just like Seneca. Wiley Cody. Didn't, he didn't have the saddle like on top of her, like Seneca has. But he has. She's wearing a saddle. Yeah, the black, whatever they call that. For those that are listening, my German Shepherd's laying under the table. <laughs> we're pausing in between sentences to look at her. She's actually not been feeling well lately, so. Yeah. She's feeling better. Off. She's feeling better now. She we took her so camping good. and she hated it because it was cold. Yeah, you doing good. So you guys <laughs> lived in the, what you're saying, not so developed area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we did have, like, my dad had a workshop where we could work on the cars. It was like a little junkyard, too. We kept all the parts. Mm-hmm. Um, we needed to fix up the cars. There was a welding spot. We did the oil changes. Um, we had a mechanic. His name was Rara. His wife was Rachel. They were some of the sweetest Rara people. Rara and Rachel? Rara. Mm-hmm. Try saying those two names uh, I know. five times real fast. Yeah, they had some. Wow. They had some really nice kids, and we, we grew up with them. Okay. So, um when people hear about missionaries, mm-hmm. it depends. Uh, some people either don't think anything at all, or they think of Indiana Jones. You know, ooh, it's getting spooky in here, and we're we're going through cannibals to spread the word of the Lord. That's that's pretty so good. What was spooky about it? Um, there there was a lot of tribal wars that. Besides your David Koresh compound. <laughs> David Koresh compound. It was nothing like that. So, um, I think some of the scariest stuff was my dad. He traveled a lot to start churches and, um, get the pastors established and help them, um, build the churches. He'd give them a sign that he had painted with his own hands. Um, we're talking about traveling in a country that doesn't have pavement, right? Oh, yeah. So my dad would go and actually build, like, with bamboo, so like, the walls, we... and he would be gone for days at a time trying to get things. He'd dedicate the church and sign on it. I said the name again, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> 2316, 2316. <laughs> <laughs> Probably 2315, actually. Okay, good. But, um, yeah. Thank so, God for delay. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, dad would be gone for a few days at a time, and my mom was really protecting us and taking care of us, the three kids. And we really didn't, we depended a lot on the people there in Papua New Guinea to protect us. Cause so I know zero about anything outside of the county I live in in West Virginia. Was there, uh, you know, do you have native tribes warring against each other? Did you have mm-hmm. cannibals and all the time. witch doctors and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know we did have cannibals at about 10 to 15 minutes or miles. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but it was um, away from us at Walla Wanda. It was a place called Kolopangia, and it was, that basically means in the language there, where they eat people. And so my dad, whenever By he the would way, go. where they eat people would be playing at the Mercury Lounge on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday the 7th you of July. You keep doing that. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Um, so my dad, he would go there, and if you smoked, they wouldn't eat you. 
They would not eat you. They, they were so like, if I was your dad, I'd be smoking like a horse. So my like dad that. would buy cigarettes and light it and just hold it. You talk about temptation. I'd have two of them up my nose and the rest of <laughs> Did you ever see that guy on YouTube that smoked a whole pack at once? No. I'd be walking into that village like that guy. He just had like, he had a whole pack of cigarettes. Oh it was my his gosh. comedy act. And he would just, you know, he'd have just smoke billowing out billowing of his body. Billowing out of his body. Oh, my God. That's no. I mean. So, Dad said he would light a cigarette. Kind of places. Light a cigarette, and it would be, like, all around him. And so he smelled like cigarette smoke, and they would not eat him because smoking makes your skin taste awful. Like, you would smell like nicotine, and they did not like to eat that. Well, I just want to say, I, I think... Goodness, there are no American cannibals because we smoke everything we eat. How do you know there's not American? Well, there's a few, but <laughs> what's the first thing? You go kill a pig, you throw it on the smoker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you could smoke it while it's still alive, that just takes a step out of the process. But, but what do you smoke it with? Like Applewood smoke? We don't care. Jack Daniels smoked, barrel chips? I smoked with a chips. pork one with exhaust fumes one time, and oh it was my. delicious. <laughs> Mom, he needs an intervention. Then you take the antifreeze. It makes a wonderful dipping sauce. Last time we had that, we had Bell's palsy. (laughs) 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 What was his name? I can't remember. Oh, goodness. Anyways. I love that movie. We're coming to the close. Oh, goodness. Already? The end of life's journey. The end is near. And so I face the final curtain. We're about out of time. Okay. I said we make this a two-parter. Okay. I like it. And uh, we'll close it there. Um, Last time I said I'm going to go around the table for any closing statements. Uh, You're the only other one sitting at the table for me. Or with me. Do you have any final statements? Anything you want to leave the people with? You good? I'm good. Cool. See you around the next time. Uh, I love y'all. We'll see you next time on Hillbilly Broadcast.